Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. My name is Gianna Melillo, Associate Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Income inequality is a hot topic in politics today, and while the rising role of social determinants of health is being recognized in care delivery and research, a new study aimed to determine to what extent income gaps are associated with Americans' declining health. On this episode of Managed Carecast, we speak with Dr. Wei Zheng, an associate professor in the Department of Sociology at The Ohio State University and co-author of Rising Childhood Income Inequality and Declining Americans' Health. The American Journal of Managed Care sat down with Dr. Zheng to learn more about how income inequality has shifted throughout the 20th and 21st centuries and the potential implications of this shift, along with some solutions to the problem. Welcome to Managed Carecast, Dr. Zhang. To begin, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work? My name is Hui Zhen. I'm a professor of sociology at Ohio State University. My research area focuses on population health and uh, aging, and especially I focus on two areas. The first area is the social and the policy determinants of health. The second is population aging and the mortality. And why did you decide to investigate a potential link between income inequality experienced among American children and their subsequent adult health? Um, My recent work has investigated the cohort trend in multiple dimensions of health, including cognitive health, physical health, and uh, mental health. And I found they all display a very similar cohort trend. That is, they all have been improving since the great generation born in the 20th century, early 20th century, until early baby boomer cohort, when all the three dimensions of health start declining. So the puzzle is why they have been declining. My earlier work investigated the health consequence of income inequality. So most prior studies look at income inequality across countries or across regions. I pay special attention to the temporal association between income inequality and health, especially the lag effect that is, the effect of income inequality on health is not instantaneous. Instead, there may be a time lag, which is due to the time requirement from income inequality to the health pathways and the latency period between exposure to risk factors and the disease initiation, deterioration, and the subsequent mortality. So if we look at trend in income inequality, it has been dramatically increasing since the mid-1940s when baby boomers were born. In fact, the deteriorating trend in physiological status across cohort very closely mirror the trend in income inequality experienced by people in, during childhood. Both physical status and the childhood income inequality declined from early children depression until war babies and increased since the early baby boomers. So this makes us wonder where this declining health across cohort may partially result from rising income inequality American face during the childhood. That's the reason why we started this study. And what were the main findings of the research and did they persist after adjusting for any confounding factors? So income inequality is measured using the Gini index of using the data from uh, internal revenue service uh, that data is actually provided by our economist, Mark Frank. Uh, IRS data usually are better at capturing the higher income bracket and income from capital gains from our resources 
rather than just income, right? And the mark from data utilize this pre-tax income based on individual income tax return and uh, include capital gains in addition to wages and salaries. So benefit of this data is that they provide very consistent measurement uh, of inequality dating back to 1917. And we use this historic data from 1925 to 2016 to construct a measure of childhood inequality. So this measure is based on the average of Gini index at a national level for individuals when they were like between zero, age zero and, uh, and 18 years old. So for example, someone born in 1925 will have their childhood Gini index con consist of the average of the Gini index from 1925 to 1943 when they turn to 18 years old. So by doing this, we are able to construct the childhood Gini index for respondents based on their birth year, right? So, so the overall trend of this childhood gene index is it decreased from 0.47 for people born in 1925 to 0.43 for people born in the early 1940s, and then increased for people born outwards. So for example, for people born in the 1990s, this childhood gene index is around 0.61. Right? So therefore, for people born out to the mid-1940s, they grew up in a period of rising income inequality. So there are many reasons behind this rising income inequality and there are many studies behind this. And uh, so some su researchers suggest technology change that, that favor higher educated group may, may, may be potentially one reason for this uh, rising income inequality. And the other researchers find reduction in union power and uh, neoliberal economic policy, like reduction in taxation of personal and corporate income and estates, and deregulation of financial market may also some maybe also the mechanisms behind this rising income inequality. So this study has two goals. The first is to test where there is a robust link between childhood income inequality exposure and the adult health. The second is where childhood income inequality exposure explains the declining health since the early baby boomers. So our main findings are related to this main point and um, main, main goals. So we find the childhood income inequality or childhood gene index, which is a measure of income inequality, has a very strong positive association with the two health outcomes in this study. The first health outcome is a physiological status, which is count of high-risk physiological parameters across multiple symptoms, assistance, including markers of information, meta metabolic function, lung function, and so on. The second health outcome is a chronic disease index, which consists of 10 health problems, including stroke, diabetes, chronic lung disease, high blood pressure, cancer, and so on. So we find each 0.01 unit increase in childhood gene index is associated with 3% increase in the level of physiological dislocation and a 7% increase in the level of chronic disease index. But more importantly, childhood gene index experiences a substantial amount of variation in these two health outcomes to across birth cohort. And in fact, after controlling for childhood gene index, the cohort trend in these two health outcomes become much better for each gender and the racial group. And these findings are very robust to control of many compounders, including individual level childhood factors, for example, uh, 
early life disease index, parental smoking status before age 17, and the mother's education is also robust to control for adulthood social economic factors like education attainment, marital status, poverty income ratio. We also control for many contemporary macro social economic factors like Gini index, GDP growth rate, unemployment rate, percentage of union, and the percentage of post education. So overall, these findings are very robust to control for many components. And one of the conclusions you came to was that early life income inequality exposure was significantly associated with poor adulthood health, especially for white males and black females. Can you discuss the significance of this finding or elaborate a little bit on it? This is actually a very surprised, uh, interesting finding, but it's not expected. Um, according to my another paper published in the American Journal of Epidemiology in 2021, we find white men experience the steepest increase in physiological dislocation among men and uh, white women uh, and black women is observed a steeper increase than the other two female groups. And this social science medicine paper finds that white men and the black women happen to be most impacted by childhood income inequality measure, by childhood income inequality exposure. And this finding to some extent substantiate the validity of the long-lasting consequence of childhood income inequality on adult health. But the mechanism for this more pronounced link for white, white men and black women is not very clear. So given the broad array of variables controlling our model, it's difficult to understand why childhood income inequality was more important for white men and black women than for the other four sex by racial group. And uh, I want to note that these patterns are observed across all the cohort, suggesting that the increased health risk experienced by white men and black women may reflect this long-term and structural, structural source of vulnerability. But the current study is actually not able to provide further insights beyond, uh, beyond that. And why do you think the association between income inequality and poor health outcomes was strongest among children when compared with those who might experience income inequality as adults? And can you explain the developmental origins of health and disease theory? This is a very good question. So, um, so developmental origin of health and disease theory come from this so-called fetal origin hypothesis proposed by Barker and uh, his colleagues in 1990. And uh, this, this hypothesis posed that the risk of develop, developing chronic disease like coronary heart disease in adulthood may originate from in utero biological programming associated with maternal and the fetal and the nutrition. And many later studies further develop this fetal origin hypothesis into a broader developmental origin of health and disease theory. And this theory posits that adult health, disease, morbidity, and mortality originate in part from the environmental exposure in early life, like postnatal infection, early life health status, mass education, parental income, childhood poverty, and so on. And they usually take years before exposure to risk factors are observed to predict chronic disease in adulthood. And the chronic conditions also tend to have low latency period accounting for the lags between the accumulation of risk factors and uh, the onset of disease and the subsequent mobility and mortality. Then the conjecture of long-lasting health consequence of early life income inequality 
is consistent with developmental origin of health and disease theory. Children growing up in a period of rising income inequality may face reduced social spending, which can lead to a reduction of life opportunities and the deterioration of life circumstances throughout their life course. And then let me, all, let me also be exposed to aspirated relative deprivation and social isolation, which are also the consequence of income inequality. So overall, we think exposure to rising income inequality during childhood may reduce this socioeconomic, psychological, and the healthcare resources family and children may need to produce and protect health. And then a negative impact of which may continue throughout the life course. That's why we think the income inequality exposure is more important for people's health during childhood than during adulthood. And your research also showed that this is already being seen in generations who are older now, correct? So yes. we can already see the health effects of income inequality that was happening throughout the 20th century now in the 21st century. Right. So I think the main message of this study is many studies nowadays, they try to understand how the health pattern changed over time in the U.S. from a period, period perspective. Right. So if we look at from period perspective, it seems like health has been start, start declining since the late 1990s and the early 2000s. And then researchers trying to figure out what factors may contribute to this trend after like late 1990s. But our study trying to understand this from cohort perspective and find the declining health actually start from baby boomer cohort who were born during like mid 1940s. And uh, in other words, it means that something has started going wrong since the mid 1940s. That is, this rising income inequality uh, during this mid 1940s may already have this kind of long lasting, long lasting impact on baby boomers' health. And what would you say the implications of these findings are, and do they spread beyond the underserved populations into the wider populace? So, uh, in this study, we did not compare those who are relative uh, well off financially as children with those who are more deprived. But my early work published also in Social Science Medicine found income inequality may hurt health of people in all socioeconomic groups, even though the most disadvantaged suffer most. Uh, this is because of the mechanisms linking income inequality towards health are not just material, but also psychosocial. The exacerbated relative deprivation and the intensified social isolation caused by rising income inequality will hurt wider population rather than just the people in the bottom of income distribution. Actually, some studies have found Americans and the Europeans in high-income areas had similar life expectancy in the 1990s. However, since then, even high-income Americans also have lost ground relative to Europeans. So this finding implies that rising income inequality may start hurting the lower, uh, may start hurting people in the lower uh, SES but overall it gradually hurt a wider population. And I know you touched on this a little bit in your paper, but do you have any thoughts as to how this can be addressed and whether current social programs in place are enough? So we think that uh, we need the policies and the strategies to deal with income inequality directly, but also the consequence of income inequality. So for example, we probably need more progressive economic policy regarding taxation of personal and corporate income in the East case, 
regulation of financial market and uh, reducing income difference even before taxes. So overall, we need a state to play a bigger role in elevating the negative impact of neoliberal market system on social and uh, economic inequality. But besides relying on social programs from government, we also need to pay attention to the consequence of uh, income inequality on, on community. So we need to uh, strengthen the social cohesion and the communities. So for some researchers, com community is regarded as the third pillar of a society besides market and the government. And the overall US is becoming more diverse, uh, which is a strength if we, if we can handle it right. Otherwise, it may potentially also tear us apart. So I think a sense of this uh, mutual respect and the social responsibility is also needed in this country. Uh, helping ours is helping ourselves. Uh, many psychological studies actually found giving actually brings more happiness than taking. Right? So overall, I think the changes not only should come from government, not only should come from social programs, but also should come from our social community. What additional research do you hope to see or conduct in this field? So the declining health since the early baby boomer cohort is a very complicated trend. So our study find this early life income inequality exposure contributes something to this declining health, but much more study is needed to understand what other factors besides childhood income inequality may explain this trend. I think more comprehensive analysis of multiple factors over the life course across multiple birth cohort is needed to understand the topic of this uh, um, adverse uh, health trend. So one of my ongoing work explores conditions from birth to the present by investigating the nutrition, health, socioeconomic, psychological, and uh, biobehavioral factors throughout the life course across multiple birth cohort. And uh, I probe both the protective resources that might advantage recent cohort and also risk factors that might disadvantage recent cohort. So by doing so, we can gain a kind of preliminary but possible account what may or may not contribute to this adverse cohort health trend and what disadvantages may offset advantages to which recent cohort is, are subjected. So much more research are needed to understand this uh, adverse health trend. To learn more about this issue, visit AJMC.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at AJMC.com or follow us on Twitter at AJMC underscore journal. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.